Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast, and spears... Dan holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow this head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section. You can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. Welcome to another members episode, episode 457. We got the man, the little green man coming up here. We have Steven, and he is going to share a lot of great conversations. I had a great time talking with him, especially about this little green man entity. It seems like a possession haunting type scenario for sure. I know you guys are going to enjoy this conversation. Uh, before we get into the conversation, though, I just just want to kind of share some thoughts with people. I just did an Instagram live not too long ago, and I just wanted to let people know kind of my thoughts, my initial thoughts on the Georgia Guidestones. Uh, big news the other day, the Georgia Guidestones apparently were bombed. And uh, interestingly enough, I was uh, surfing around online and stuff and seeing a lot of different kind of commentary. And then I went over to the Instagram and uh, some of our social media and people were commenting about it because my wife, Lindsay, posted about it on our blog, on the website. If you want to check that out, you can. Um, but there's a lot of people that were commenting uh, very high praises to the idea of somebody bombing that structure. And I just want to suggest to everybody to be careful with what you say online. We say we believe certain things. We say we believe the world is run by evil, uh, dark shadow entities of different organizations and things like that. But then we pretend like we're living in 1985 and we can say whatever we want because it's America and we can say whatever we want. Don't be surprised that there's people watching comment threads as to who is celebrating the destruction of this 
this structure because it's more than just that, I believe, personally. Uh, you have to think back in history, recent history. You know, we had the bomber on Christmas Day a few years ago. I told you back then that you got to be careful because the term conspiracy theorist is going to be turned into conspiracy terrorist. And what have we seen over the last couple of years? The idea of conspiracy theorists to be feared because they are on the verge of being terrorists. You have to be careful with these things. I am not hyperbolic. I am very serious when I say it. Please, please, please be careful with how you present yourself online. If you say you believe the world runs a certain way, then act that way because they're always watching. All right, that's my PSA of the day. I'm sure some of you might agree. Some of you may not agree, but either way, I just felt like I needed to say that because I saw far too many people celebrating a bombing in comment threads, and I thought, hmm, that won't bode well if certain people see that. So I just want to let you guys know if you are one of those people, maybe revise those comments and maybe even delete them. I won't shame you for it. All right, let's get to Steven and his paranormal experiences. Great conversation. Let's get to it right now. All right, today we got Steven on the show. Steven, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Hey, Steven, I think we got that three seconds, man. I think we got that. I think so. (laughs) So So what what the audience, just so the audience knows, uh, you and I are getting ready to do this recording and you're a former podcaster. So you think about things differently going into this interview. And right away, you're, you know, you said to me, you have this microphone, all this stuff. Should I use it? Absolutely. Definitely use it. Awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, but the, but then you're just like my kids they're being loud and stuff and nobody thinks about that but because you're a former podcaster you think yeah. about that stuff yeah and, i knew the whole time my wife even knew she was like listen i'm not gonna be able to keep them quiet the whole time <laughs> it's funny so man do what we can yeah i i uh it's just so funny because right when we started getting ready to record and i i record a, like a 10 seconds of audio silence before we start recording for my editing purposes, and I, I needed to be quiet, and that's when we start hearing the kids yelling and stuff, and I can see out the corner of my eye. You know, the corner of my eye, you're just sitting there shaking your head. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> that's fine, man. It's fine. You can't control kids, man. No. You just can't. Like, you can you can control them to a certain extent, but when it comes to, uh, hey, I need you to sit still and be quiet for an hour. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Not <laughs> forget about it. Don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. It's gonna be fine. Uh, so today, man, you have uh, several different experiences you want to share with us, and they range from your own personal experiences to things that your dad's gone through, like uh, two exorcisms, uh, and even a, a little green man. And I was like, okay, we gotta talk to this guy. Um, but it seems like things started off in your childhood around seven years old. So we're going to, you know, per tradition of the show, start in chronological chronological order, try to work through it that way. Uh, but yeah, man, go for it, man. Tell us what uh, some of these things happened in your life. Oh, and also the apocalyptic dreams. I want to hear about that as well at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we were part of this church uh, and they were more, um, let's see, they, what kind of church was it? They weren't Pentecostal, but it was along the same vein, you know, and um so we, we would go to these, they did these uh, missions trips and, uh, they went to uh, white river, Arizona. It was uh, an Apache reservation. And, uh, the first year my dad, like my dad never, like when it gets into like this, the spiritual stuff and all that, my dad's not a fan or, you know, he wasn't a fan at the time. And, um, but my mom was all about it, all into it. So she would go on these missions trips 
came back and convinced my dad, hey, you've got, you've got to try this out. You got to go. So my dad went, well, they end up taking me and, and my brother. And there was a bunch of other kids also. And uh, this church down in White River, um, they would, they hosted our church as we, so uh, we, they put, a, they put the girls up somewhere. And a lot of the guys all stayed like in the sanctuary. all like slept on the pews for like a whole week. Um, we would do the services outside because they had this big, like, um, I'm trying to remember it all. Cause I was like seven, you know, um, they had this big, like basketball patio outside, like a, you know, it's a concrete pour is a basketball, uh, area. And, um, that's where we would hold the services. So we had the speakers, the, the drums, all the musical equipment, everything was outside. And, um, we had some like pretty crazy stuff. We had like a warlock show up once apparently. oh man tell me about that yeah unfortunately i don't know a whole lot about it all i know is that afterwards everybody was talking about it they were like yeah we had there were apparently there was a warlock that showed up um the, and there was some dude with a gun that had showed up i don't know how they they got this information the people that were telling us this stuff but that that's what they said um but the so the the first year there was this uh that or the first year that i went with my dad um, there was this girl and d- throughout so at some point of the service, somebody had said something like what well, I think the, the youth pastor had said, cause it was a, it was a youth event is what it was. So our youth pastor was down there and was, they were holding these youth rallies as a missions trip. And, um, they, he said something about like, there's, there's somebody, he tried to call somebody out specifically, uh, using details. I don't, I don't remember them. And, um, there was this girl sitting like in the front row. Apparently she was really small. I think she was like 13 or 14 years old. Probably like my dad says maybe, maybe a hundred pounds, you know, real small. And, uh, somebody came up and said, Hey, that's you, isn't it? And about that time, she kind of like freaked out. So they, they took her into into the church and they're like somehow my dad who you know didn't want anything to do with this um my dad got wrapped up into this so my dad and this other guy and they're both around 200 pounds right they take her into this classroom they're trying to get her to calm down and she's losing her mind and um she's like they're putting anointing oil over on her head and she's taking her fingers and she's clawing it off of her forehead and then now the now the anointing oil is on her fingers and she's trying to bite her fingers off. So they're like grabbing her hand, trying to pull her, pull her hands away. And my dad said that this little girl took him and another dude, his size, we are about 200 pounds or so around that room. Like they were nothing. Wow. And then, um, they would like, they finally got her like pinned down and they were trying to, I think her name was Olivia. And they would say, Olivia, say the name of Jesus. And she would get like the J and the E out and then start to choke. And then she passed out. You know, my dad's freaking out. You know, he's not only did he not want anything to do us to do anything to do with this from the beginning. Now he's like, we just killed this girl. What are we going to do? You know, so they put the anointing oil back on her head. She just woke up, freaked out again. And they just kind of went through this kind of process until eventually she was able to call in the name of Jesus and everything kind of broke from there. Wow. Wow. Yeah, crazy. Okay, so, how, so this remind me. All right, so <laughs> how did this little girl like? How old was she? 
I think she was like 13 or 14. And, and what kind of church event was this? It was, um, so our church went down, it was like a youth rally. Okay. Thing. So it was a youth rally. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so your dad was like a chaperone almost kind of thing. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. He was just down there because we, um, we took our, a bunch of our youth from, uh, from our church yeah. down. So my dad was part of the youth team, you know, as far as, you know, like you said, kind of like a chaperone type deal. I think they called them youth sponsors at the time or something. And, uh, so he was just there to run sound basically. <laughs> he was supposed to be the sound guy and then ended up wrestling some demon possessed girl. Wow. Wow. Yeah. See, that's the kind of stuff that makes me hesitant as well in the sense. And I, I, I get where your dad's coming from because like when he's like, oh my gosh, we killed this girl. Right. right. Like, like there's so many things you got to worry about in those kind of situations. I mean, you're, you're operating in a world where they don't really acknowledge, like you can't go into court of law and say she was demonically possessed. Like, right, they, yeah, like, they, they, you know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, prove that. Yeah. And, and so, so explain to them why you're two full grand, full grown men are wrestling a little girl. It doesn't right. look good, you know? No, it's like she was freaking out. You guys took her inside into a classroom alone by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Alone. It doesn't just, look good, you know? No, it's the worst possible look that you could be going for. Yeah. And, and so like, I'm trying to put myself in his shoes. I'd be scared to death. Like, like forget yeah. the demon thing. I'd be like, yo, when we get out of this, hopefully she's okay. And you know, she's going to be delivered and we're going to say, don't tell your parents. Yeah. Don't talk about this because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Holy crap. So that was what his first experience with exorcism stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I think the first year, I hope I have these in the right order, but I think that was the first year. Okay. So the next year they, uh, they somehow talked my dad into going back. Oh, and so oh, dad, oh, you're telling me the same place two years in a row, same place, two years in a row. Oh my gosh. All right, go ahead. Yeah. So same, same setup, same church, same everything. And, uh, it was another, one of those, Another one of those nights. Now, I don't know if you guys know anything about um, Native Americans or like, I'm sure that you do. You've heard plenty of stories, but like, especially on the Indian reservations, things are very spiritual, you know? So that's why we had like, there was like, I remember it was on this hillside. There was this ring of rocks and I think they had painted them yellow or something like that. And um, they were basically like, "You you don't go into that circle. Like no matter what you do, you don't go into that circle. I don't know why, but we just weren't allowed to go into the circle. Oh, the, uh, sorry, the, I forgot about, you asked about the, the warlock. I do remember them saying that the warlock was cursing us, like trying to put a curse on us while he was there. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, uh, Typically, when warlocks show up to a church service, it's to be mischievous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, I've, I've talked to people even before podcasting that had experience. Like my one professor was leading a church service, and uh, a warlock, or no, no, that was a demon possessed guy. Who was the war? Oh, my friend, my friend, my other friend. Uh, he, his dad, um, was leading a church service. I think that's what it was. And uh, two warlocks came in and they actually were walk- walking around whispering in people's ears. And uh, and he kicked them out of the church. And then, 
you know, things ensued from there. I think I told the story before on the show, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, well, it wasn't good for his dad. Uh, I mean, these, these, these two were brothers and they tried framing his dad and all this stuff, crazy stuff. But anyways, long story short, when Warlock showed up to the church service, it ain't usually about Jesus. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah. So, so this time, like I said, same place, they had the same setup. Uh, we were back out on the, on the uh, basketball court again. And uh, we, we, they had parked the church van pretty close to it. And when some of this stuff started going down at this point, um, they took all of us kids and kind of pushed us into the church van so we could at least lock the doors, you know? So that's where I was. But I remember being able to look out the window and see kind of what was going on. Right? And I saw some of this. There was, um, there was a, a kid sitting on, on, on the front row. His name was uh, Ramsey's, I think, Ramsey or something like that. And, um, he was, he was one of the, uh, sponsors was kind of like drawn to him or something. And so that he walked over to him and, and introduced himself and the kid had said, um, Hey, listen, there's, there's this like little green man that comes into my room while I sleep at night, jumps up onto my chest, tells me that nobody loves me. Um, and that I should just kill myself and come be with him forever. And they were like, oh, okay. Uh, is, is that little green man here somewhere? And he said, yeah. And he said, well, where is he? And he goes, he's right over there. And he pointed like towards the drum, towards the drummer. And he goes, well, what is he doing? He goes, he's walking this way. And he said, as soon as that happens. This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.